The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you said on Deary, I'm just so down on my baseball teams all over the place right now. I can't get up the excitement. I'm sorry, buddy. I took Do not take any y- advice I say today. I, I took a day off yesterday, so it was great. I didn't focus in on anything, and I've been just like dead on the couch all day. Just I haven't even looked at my teams today. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, what happened yesterday? Oh, yeah, I uh, played in a uh, golf outing with a bunch of old friends from Western Michigan University what are you, what are you where I first attempted college. And yes, so there was beverages to be had. Oh, man, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and you got away from baseball. Baseball is bumming me out right now, but it's oh. never going to get me down forever. You just have to accept the uh, fallibility of your decision making. I have to accept that things are not going to go my way all the time. Plus, I think about how I felt yesterday, and I feel much, much better. So I shouldn't be down in the dumps. In fact, I regret that. I regret it now. I instantly should not have done that. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy. Let's play some Ernie Hallwell. That one is long gone. That'll make you feel better. What mistakes did you make? I want to know about these mistakes. Let's get it out on the table. Let's there's help no, each other. Uh, 
there's no permanent mistakes, I guess. It's uh, Sam Jacobowitz is here. Hi, Sam. Welcome in on the live stream. You can always chat with us in real time on the Fab Show or any show we do three times a week. We were off Friday because I got the second COVID shot, and I was feeling so-so, but then I, I dived on Saturday morning. I woke up feeling like shit real bad. Oh, no. And I threw up and stuff. And What? Wow. But then, uh, you know, by Sunday, I, I'm, I've, actually by last night, I was feeling much, much better. So I feel basically like myself. But the baseball decisions I've made, they're not over yet. I tweeted on Friday a panic tweet about Lucas Giolito. Got a ton of feedback on that. I basically said, Lucas Giolito, I'm calling it now. He's officially a bust as a top 12 pick overall. Mm -hmm. And a ton of people responded and gave honest feedback. And I was being a little over the top. you know. I, I don't believe that he's toast. But as a top 12 overall pick, he's suspect right now. You're living in the moment. He hasn't lived up to to it at all. He had a couple mm -hmm. of good starts early on, and he's been pretty middle of the road poor to the last you know four or five starts. So, uh, it, I don't think it's a quick trigger decision by sending out a tweet saying that he's a bust. Right now, he is a bust, especially the guy who was a first, second round pick in a lot of leagues. Absolutely. And oh yeah, here it is. Utah, give me two from Ryan. Sure, Utah, give me two. I think uh, Deary needed two Advil this morning. So <laughs> I, kept, I kept waking up between like six and 8 a.m. And like I would sit up from the floor that I eventually just laid on to sleep. And I'm like, all right, I'm going home. And I'm like, nope, can't go home yet. Oh, lay back, God. Lay back. I don't miss that at all. I'm very happy to not feel like that. So I'm actually taking your experience and applying it to mine. I feel great right now. So there's no need to let baseball ruin my life. Injuries are happening. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule this week. Who to play, who not, two-star pitchers, streamers, so on and so forth. Fab bids, waiver wires. Wee! We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about on the Hands of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which is part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. And as we go through today's show, don't forget that you can head over to Rotofanatic and check out all of our weekend updates. We got schedule factors, which Crosby Spencer does. They're fantastic. We will talk about that during the show. And then you got... Closing remarks from Mike Carter, which is every bullpen, all 30 bullpens covered for your pleasure. And then the infirmary report from Dave Funnel, all 30 teams, all the injuries. And there's a ton of injuries, so <laughs> we're not short on those at all. Hunter Dozier, Zach Gallen's dead again, yada, yada, yada. So make sure you guys go to rotofanatic.com and keep yourselves up to date. Uh, we've got a ton of comments that have just poured in here. Of course, uh, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls2Zs on Twitter and Facebook. Utah, give me two. And you're live here on the YouTube channel, so let's catch up on these. Sam Jacobowitz, oh, Sam is always trading. If anybody follows the show, Sam is always telling us his trades. And he traded Liam Hendricks, Christian Javier for Marcel Ozuna. He says, I feel as though I can replace Hendricks. Alex Reyes is on my waiver wire. I can just replace Hendricks with him. What do you think? We haven't really talked about Reyes much this season, dear. He's been no. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, uh, the best closers in baseball. Yeah, it's it's certainly been his time. He was a big-time prospect, and now he's been put in that role. And, you know, the Cardinals, they didn't really know which route they were going at the start of the season. Uh, you know, Jordan Hicks was in 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 the mix and the Gallegos, but uh, Reyes has been really, really good. I love Liam Hendricks. You know what you're going to get from Liam Hendricks. Uh, but but would you can... rather – would you sell him and then go with Reyes? Well, I think the the big piece of it is getting Mar Marcelo Osuna, who's starting to play a little better here in the last couple of weeks. I mean, those power numbers are going to go up. Uh, he's been doing a really good job getting on base. I'm sure, he's batting 224 right now. 
probably going to get closer up to like a 275, 280 by the all-star break. And if you can replace Hendricks with, you know, a Reyes, why not? I would say go ahead and make that move. Absolutely. Well said, Deary. See, Deary still got it, even though he's hung over. He's in top form, guys. <laughs> Alex says, in all honesty, Alex, what's up? Good to see you again. In all honesty, if I were a Rodon owner, Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox, I would definitely be selling high right now. I think every Rodon owner is thinking the exact same thing mm-hmm. you are. I know I thought it. I, I literally thought this thought over the weekend. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Like he wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues, especially if you're in a league where you drafted maybe there's 24 to like maybe 30 rounds. He probably wasn't drafted at all. So it's, it's basically he was a waiver pickup for you. Got a one four seven ERA right now. There's no way that is going to last. He had an under one coming into that start yesterday. It was at like point five. Unbelievable. I mean, right. That, that's going to start to even out. Sell as high as you can right now. It's going to come back to earth, but it doesn't mean that he still can't be a quality fantasy. Uh, player for you right now but if you can you know fleece somebody and, and grab maybe a really top level bat or even like uh you know a tier tier two tier three pitcher and get like a closer out of the deal that'd be great i i, I would believe that people would want rodon right now it's just i don't know how much people are going to want to give up i mean we're through 36 innings right now I mean, this is a guy who it's not like he's never pitched before in the league he's been in the league seven eight years it just hasn't he hasn't been able to truly put it all together his first three years in the league he was he was solid he was like a tier three tier four type pitcher but what he's doing with the strikeouts is just absolutely unbelievable 12.03 k per nine this year has been really really solid it's a career best and i'm probably selling high on him but uh, shit i would feel just fine keeping him too and rolling with what you got well said, well said. Jasper Springer, evening all. How's it going? Jasper, great to see you, bud. It's great to be back on the show. After missing the Friday show with my slight unwellness from the COVID vaccine part two. But we're back in business here. We're going to have Alex Fast on the show Wednesday. So that's going to be fun. Make sure you guys tune in for that one. We'll be right back here, the same channel, Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock. Don't miss out. Alex Fast, very knowledgeable, uh, excellent bass player. And he's on TV, so you you trust people that are on television, right? Are we still going to be rolling with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze in the background for you? Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Nobody said anything about that until you just mentioned that. Good call. It's great. You can't see them kissing because you're right in the middle. Your face is right where their lips would lie. Oh, there it is. Yep. (laughs) Ghost. Whoa, man. Okay. Uh, let me update the background. But yes, Alex has to be on the show Wednesday, and we'll have a great time. I'm Where excited do my backgrounds go? Oh, I'm on the green screen. What day is this? Uh, all right. Let's talk October. about the new week upon us. So even though I'm bitching, to, I, I, I came on the show with a bad attitude. It definitely can happen. It's been happening. But it's still only May 16th. God, it's, it's so fucking full. early still. Got all of so June, July, August, September. I mean, you'll have part of September if your playoffs start, depending on the type of league you're in. But that's a we're a quarter of the way through the year. Yep. And even though I want to like give up in certain leagues, I'm still gonna <laughs> fight because it's never over. It's not over. Yeah, don't it's really, think it's over. It's really frustrating when I look at my like TGFBI league. I'm in eleventh place. The Plaza Podcast League. I'm in fourteenth place. Brand slam, I'm in fourth. My keeper league that like I really was excited about my 12 keepers. Like it's a head-to-head league. And if it was Roto, I'd probably be middle of the pack. I'm in 
13th place out of 14. It's just not worked out. What's great is this week, this this week, the guy who I'm playing is not going to hit the minimum innings pitch. He needs, he needs an inning. He needs one and two thirds innings out of Melanson tonight in order to get there or else he's not. And then we're going to tie six, six, but it's, it's been a mess. Yeah. And of course, I, all these people that play in my league are like, oh, you're like an analyst. You're on a podcast. You should be doing I know, better it's so than annoying. This. I'm like, fuck you, man. You can do the same shit I can do. <laughs> yep. People, there's one guy in my league, and I love him. He's great to me, but he's also annoying. Casey is always saying, oh, industry guy. <laughs> industry guy. Oh, look at the industry guys doing. I'm like, I'm just still a regular dude playing fantasy baseball. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm going to lose. I'm not going to make all the right choices. You have all the same. He has all the access to all the same stuff we can get. All the same information is out there. It's an even playing field. It's just how much work (laughs) you put into it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he rubs it in my face. And that's the price you pay for admission. I love doing the show and I love being a part of the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. So give me two. Let's talk about the upcoming schedules for the new week. But I want to finish my point real quick. Don't give up, guys. It's only May 16th. Let's dig in. And if you're interested in a guy like Keston Hura, I say go for it. I will give you an example. Last Sunday, last Sunday, a week ago tonight, I paid triple digits for Keston Hira in the Glarf League. Shout out to my Glarf crew. And that's the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League, consisting of Derek Van Riper, uh, Dave from Rotosaurus, Jake from Rotosaurus, Car Mayorano, a lot of everybody, all these people. Zach Waxman from Draft Champions Podcast. That's a lot of shout outs. So I hope that makes up for it. But. I paid $102 for Hira, and he I got him. Now, some might say, wow, that's a lot, and you are getting a guy who is not even close to being returning as far as we know, but to me it was worth it. What do you think of that, dear? Was that foolish or? No, I don't I, No, no, I don't think so. I mean, you don't want to be at the end of the year and still have all your fab money left. I mean, maybe triple digits might seem pricey, but this guy's young, and he's really talented. I mean, they put him down there for a reason. They want him to kind of figure out what's going on. He's stri- striking out just cut down way, the strikeouts. Yeah. Got to cut down the strikeouts, which, you know, he was okay in the minors through, you know, three to three levels of, of minor league ball. He was only around like a 20 to 22% K rate guy. And it's been high since he got to the majors, but you know, he equaled that out with being able to swipe some bags and have some really, really nice power and still hit for a good average, even though he struck out a ton. And then, you know, last year, throw last year away, obviously, because it's that garbage 2020 season. But, yeah, it started out really slow this year, just really, really slow. Batting 152, 36% K rate. And, you know, hopefully he figures it out down there. He's 24 years old. Like I said, he's really, really talented. We're going to see him back up here this year, and hopefully he can contribute for anyone who put in some bids for him. So hold on to him. He was a top 80 overall player by ADP all offseason long. So I'm going to take that shot. I'll spend the three digits now. And if it blows up my face, oh, well. well, I would have wasted that money on probably some other like middling picks. $25 here, $30 there, $10 there. I probably would have wasted it on some other players. That's how I'm going to look at it and keep myself positive because I'm not going to believe that I made a mistake. Not Think this about time. this way. like If you have room on your roster, he's not hurting you right now because you're not playing him. He's just sitting there. You're just waiting for him. So I've made a huge mistake. Jasper Springer says he picked up Josh Fleming early this morning, and he did me right today. 12-team Yahoo got 22 points. Cha-ching! Shit, I still haven't downloaded the cha-ching. Bada-bing! Jasper, that's a great pickup. I saw Josh Fleming is not striking out as much players as I would like him to, but he's definitely getting the job done right now, and he's an interesting player to take a flyer on. I don't love him, but he does have talent, and I don't know how long he's going to be part of their plan or 
what the Rays are doing because they always are tinkering with their lineups and rotations. <laughs> it's a real mess. It's like surprising if you can get five innings out of a guy. Yes. It's yeah. Nuts, it's, but you gotta, wow. you gotta love. I, I love those Sunday streamers when they work out for you. You can scoop up a bunch of points and have end up with a good week. I streamed Mike Miner yesterday, and he was fabulous. That was like a rare highlight because, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I got screwed by Brady Singer getting destroyed, and uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a tough week. But it's positive to see streamers pay off. I'm with you, Jasper, all the way. If you look at the schedule factors on rotofanatic.com, Crosby Spencer does these every Saturday. So the week eight schedule factors are determined by his own crazy mad scientist madness that he puts it all together himself using expected stats and his own formulas mixed in with stat cast numbers. And he gives you the best plays of the week. And Minnesota has eight games this week. Oh, wow. It, they have a double header mixed in as well. And I think that is also the same for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So I guess they're playing in a doubleheader. So eight games for the Twins and the Angels. Stock up on that. Because still wish these were still wish these were nine inning games, though. <laughs> yeah, I know it hurts you a little bit. It's a little bit of a bummer when you would like to get a couple more at bats. And in a volume season, you actually are slightly detracted. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. It's, I don't it's mind funny. the over the extra innings thing, I, but I do wish they would just make these. These are real games. They're not. Yeah, make them nine games. innings. It makes it makes no sense. Play nine innings. There's no reason you should ever be playing seven innings. It's it's stupid. I'm I'm fine with the extra innings. Whatever. Do what you got to do there. I'm cool yeah. with that in the regular season because we don't need these games to last till twenty innings and everyone's arm is blowing up at the end of it. But a seven <laughs> inning game. This isn't high school baseball. High school baseball. I watched, speaking of the Angels, I watched Angels in the Outfield today. I'd never seen that movie. The movie's so dumb. Does what it a hold dumb up? Film. It's stupid. Uh, it, well, it's supposed to be. It's a Disney movie, right? Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey plays a great center field. I was very impressed. What? Man, he, I, he I haven't seen this. I, I don't think I saw it. I've seen it since it was out in the theater, and that was, what, 30 years ago or whatever. I know. I, I never saw this movie when I was a kid because it came out right when I was hitting puberty and you know, I got ball hair and I wanted to smoke weed and not, I wouldn't watch a Disney movie. I was trying to be cool. What listen to grunge and Nirvana and smoke weed in ditches, but <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It's got a crazy cast with McConaughey, Adrian Brody. I mean, he's on the what? team. I got to yeah, check in on this. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the little kid. It's like, this is yeah, like a I do remember, ground yeah, for all them. I do remember Very that. Strange. Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover's the Christopher uh, Christopher Lloyd. Is that right? Oh yeah, he plays Al the Angel. He's okay. like the main angel. Yeah. But I think Danny Glover's supposed to be based off like a Hal McRae type, the guy who gets remember how pissed Hal McRae got in that one blow up for the Royals? Yeah. The total meltdown. Totally this is an old school everywhere. meltdown from the nineties. Look it up on YouTube, it's classic. It is. Hal McRae's blow-up, former manager of the Royals. Check it out. He was a good baseball player, too. Russell Withers, our guy. There he is. What's up, buddy? Shout, Shout out to Russell, man. Russell. Thanks for the gifts. The gifts that keep on giving. Ryan says, sometimes when I need a big home run for my fantasy player, I flap my, <laughs> I flap my arms like angels in the outfield. <laughs> That's the whole stadium does it. And then they win. Tony dances in it, too. He plays the fucking, like, old oh pitcher. I want to see... A showdown between Tony Danza and Chet Stedman. Gary Busey versus Danza. Two the worst pitchers. arms ever. <laughs> yes, two guys over the hill going head-to-head in a showdown for the World Series Championship. Cubs, Angels, Danza <laughs> versus Busey. That would be awesome. Throwing 48 miles per hour. Who's the better pitcher, Tony Danza or Gary Busey? We'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. 
Give me two. Uh, Ryan says 100% not true, but going forward, I will be doing that. All right. Well, that's how it's done. If anybody needs some luck, whoo, whoo, those of you on the podcast. Oh, there you go. Birds of war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how the word we should. I love birds of war. That's a good one. All right. We're off track it here. They were the birds of war. Yeah. Birds of war. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the schedule still. That's what we were doing, right? Is this a real show about baseball? So yeah, Minnesota Angels have eight games this week. Seven games. We got the Yankees, the Rangers, the Cubs, the Reds, the Braves, Washington, Arizona, the Dodgers, and the Giants. Really, the only teams that have five games is what you need to know. And that's Kansas City, Milwaukee, and the Cards. Okay. So if you're looking for volume this week, avoid Kansas City, Milwaukee, and St. Louis. And frankly, Kansas City... Their offense is hit or miss. Sometimes they really pick it up, and other times they shit the bed. So, and that's the same case for Milwaukee too. Uh, these are awesome. the St. Louis is clearly the best offense of these three teams, but those are the teams with five games this week. The Royals are and, Royals are really slumping right now. Yeah, I mean, when you get swept by the Tigers, <laughs> but they have some individual. Yeah, yes, you have some individual players making some great efforts yeah. though. Like Benintendi's been pretty damn good. I've been very happy with Benintendi overall. And for the value where he was going, like 220 ADP or later, it's solid return so far. That's something yeah. to be happy about. Yeah, he's been good. Merrifield, Merrifield's been a stud. Solaire's been a big disappointment, but I think that power will start to heat up here. Jasper wants to do this. Joe Musgrove for Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini. Jasper would get Mullins and Mancini. Two guys from the same team. You're stacking there. It's interesting. Oh. I would do that trade. Oh, I would do that trade, but I would like to know what other starters I have remaining. Of course. Mullins and Mancini are, and summer's coming now in Baltimore. The, it's going to get even hotter there on the coast, and that ball's going to be flying out of Camden. So I'm in. Yeah. I mean, Mancini's on pace to have like 120 RBIs. He has 31 RBIs right now. That's really, really solid. I mean, we were talking at the start of the season. We we're like, you know, especially with many of the guests that we had on was, you know, I think there's going to be some load management with Mancini. He might not be playing every game. He's played in 39 games. I think he's only missed yeah. two games. So he's been very durable. That's good news. And I'm he, really he, happy that he's healthy, too. He's been great. And, you know, Mullins, I really hope Mullins can keep it up at the top of the lineup for the Orioles. And like you said, with oh. it, you know, with it becoming a little hotter there in June in Baltimore, we know how the ball likes to fly out there. You know, Mullins is a guy who could have 20 to 25 home run power, and he's going to get you double-digit steals. So 316 batting average. This actually, this is like a sneaky deal. I don't mind it. Ryan, I know you told me to download Go Tigers, and I actually did. I just did not. I actually downloaded it over the weekend. I kept my promise, but I haven't actually put it into drop form yet. So here you go. Go Tigers! 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 That's the same guy over and over again. That's the quickest compilation in the business. Coach O, go Tigers! My voice sounded like that this morning when I woke up at like six thirty. I bet it did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so All that's right. the schedule this week. Teams that are playing minimal amount of games or a lot about, of games. And what about two-star pitchers? That's Some exactly where we're going next. You All read my right. mind. Two starters. The obvious ones you're going to play. We don't need to cover it. You're going to start Garrett Cole. You're going to start Walker Bueller. You're going to start 
Trevor Rogers probably at Philly and New York Mets at home. I don't think there's any doubt about that either. And he's only had one bad start a couple starts ago. He was pretty good the other day. Yep. And Max Freed. He's back from the IL. He's had a couple good starts, and he's got the Mets of Pittsburgh at home this week. So that's definitely a two-starter. I don't think those are up to debate. Let's get to some more debatable ones. Uh, Michael Pineda, home at the White Sox and at Cleveland. In or out? Mm. He's been really good so far. Oh, ERA is at like 2.8, I think, right now. I, I actually picked him up. Um, I sat him the other day just because I didn't need him, and he was still pretty solid. I'm at, I actually think I'm out. The White Sox are, are starting to crush the ball right now. Indians are hit or miss, but they can put the ball out of the park. But, you know, guys like Fran Mil Reyes and Jose Ramirez has had a really good year. I'm I'm probably out on Pineda here. Fran and Mal. I posted on the Palazzo Twitter feed the other day, which you can follow, 2Ls2Z. Utah. Every time I hear Franimal's name, I think of Panama by Van Halen. Franimal. <laughs> I, like I think that. that's uh, thanks to Brock. I actually owe Brock a shout out on that. Brockness Monster. <laughs> Check out Brockness Monster. He's a great follow. Charlie Morton. Home against the Mets. Home against Pittsburgh. Sounds intriguing. Mm. What's he done in his last four, couple of starts? Well, the thing is, is... He's had some real blowups, or but he hasn't been so bad, even when he's not been great, that it's destroyed you. Like, like the things that happened this week with Sandy Alcantara and Dylan Bundy, they absolutely murdered people this week. And and frankly, I was not going to start Bundy in all of my leagues. I think I took a risk in one league starting Bundy this past week, and he got shelled by the Red Sox as I was thinking. So, you, sometimes you have a good pitcher, you don't mean you have to start him. Yeah, Morton, it's been like. One good one, one bad one, one bad one, one good one, two bad ones in a row, a good one, and then a bad one. So, <laughs> who's he got? He's got the Mets and the and the Pirates. Yeah, <sighs> it's not that hard. It's fine. Nobody cares. It's Charlie Morton. Ooh, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah. I don't care about Morton. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I thought he was uh, wanted to retire a couple years ago, but he's still hanging on for the money, which I would do. We would all hang on for a one year, fifteen million dollar deal. But the actual side note there is the Brave, who I always shit on, that's actually starting to heat up. That's Drew Smiley, the guy who signed the one-year $11 million deal. He's looked really good in his last couple starts, and I think he's healthy right now. This could be the streak where you can ride Drew Smiley to a couple of good runs. You're going to get strikeouts from him. has it in him. You're definitely getting strikeouts from him. He's always been able to strike guys out. He's gotten really, really nice, you know, looping slider curveball type deals. So he's going to strike guys out. Hasn't been striking out as many this year, but. No, but this run. He's he's got the stuff. He's got this run. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to happen right now. I I see this going for a few weeks. Could happen for a month or so. So get on the Drew Smiley train if he's available on your free agent wire. All right, let's talk a couple of the two-star pitchers here. Mad Bum. Everyone is loving Mad Bum. He's become a god among men once again. He's at the Dodgers and at Colorado, though. Man, that sounds scary. That sounds very scary. Yeah, no thank you. Even though he's been so dominant? Isn't this the interesting point? This is where you have the myths and the kind of stale stereotypes of baseball because they're going to cores, right? Oh, shit. But that doesn't mean Colorado's a great team necessarily. Of course. And then you got Bumgarner, who everybody thought was kind of past it, but then suddenly he's been legitimate for like five starts now. So what's the truth here? This is a very, very tough one. I don't have a clear answer. Five over his last five starts here. Let's see, 17, 20, 30 innings pitched. He's only given up two earned runs or three earned runs, three earned runs. 
Nine strikeouts, seven strikeouts, six strikeouts, seven strikeouts, five strikeouts. This is classic Mad Bum right here. Well, he's getting the Ks even more, too. That's what people are loving. He's going over over the K per nine of nine. He's over that. Two walks during this time. That uh, that doesn't surprise me. Two walks, 12 hits. So, if you own him, would you start him against the Dodgers and the Rockies, both on the road this week? I think if you own him, you're probably doing it. I don't. I don't see you. I mean, in a weekly league, I don't see you probably sitting him. You probably are playing him. I don't have him, so I'm not making this decision. But I know you're not. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to go with like what's been consistent for you. Sometimes you don't want to outsmart yourself, where it's like, oh well, you know, he's going to L.A. You know, L.A.'s got a really, really good offense, which sometimes can have like a powder power outage. They're a team that will score like 14 runs and then come back the next day and not do much. Yeah, and then and then true. Colorado, like you said. Sure, it's Colorado, but they're one of the worst teams in the league. So it's it's really hit or miss. I, I think he can probably go five or six in both those innings or both those matchups, maybe give up two to three runs. The question is, if, if you're in a wins league, is he going to be able to get a win against the Dodgers? I, I, I would imagine he should be able to get a win against the Rockies. So maybe he goes one and one. Coors. Five, six innings in each, each matchup. Maybe he hits a home run. <laughs> I would ride him until you have – Reason to suspect otherwise. Don't forget the Dodgers are a mess. The Dodgers actually signed Albert Pujols over the weekend. I don't know why this is happening, but it really did happen. I thought I was, I thought it was seeing this did didn't this exist. did happen. I think someone yeah. told me this yesterday. I go, what are you talking about? No, they really happen. did. He's going to retire. Yes. They really signed him. Well, they got some I, injury issues coming up now, so. That's what I'm saying. They've got a ton of injury issues, and now they're mm-hmm. down to with Pollock going on the IL and Corey Seager with a broken hand. Devastating news. I, if he's still available, would much rather have Matt Beatty. This is an opportunity for him to play every day now, and he's had these blow-up games where he gives you eight RBIs or seven RBI in a game, but if he gets more opportunity to play, I think that's a guy you take a flyer on. So in terms of hitters this week, to stream, that's an example. But let's stay true to ourselves on the two-star pitchers. Patrick Corbin, I mean, I don't own him anywhere. Not rosterable for me, but he's got the Cubs and Baltimore this week. That's somebody you could consider. Adbert Alzale has got the Nats at home and the Cardinals on the road. This is a classic, solid matchup and a questionable matchup. I love the Washington start at home for Adbert Alzale, but at St. Louis later in the week, that's that's tough. I want nothing I'm, to do with Patrick Corbin, but Adbert, I'd, I'd, I'd give a look into this one. It, it, it's tough in uh, in St. Louis, but he's been pretty damn good over his last four to five starts. Yeah, that, I love him. I've been picking him up in a lot of spots, and I'm going to ride him here. I think you should ride that slider of his to a great week. And even if it doesn't go as well in St. Louis, I'm expecting a solid start in Washington at home against Washington. And then when he goes to good old Bush... <laughs> If he struggles, I don't see it being a total meltdown. He could still give you four to five innings that are decent, even if he gives up a couple runs, but the Ks. If you need Ks, I know that Adbert Azale is going to give me eight strikeouts if he goes the yep. full four. He's a strikeout guy. He's becoming a more of a strikeout pitcher. I'm I'm in on this guy. I like him a lot. I'm actually like really digging him in keeper leagues and stuff too, so... Yeah, he's, I, not, he's I, not some bozo either. No, I like the play. He's a top 100 prospect, uh, one of the uh, Cubs' best pitching prospects, and he's young. And he's still figuring it out. He's been he's been pretty solid so far this year. Like you said, he's, he's been able to strike seven, eight guys out a game. I think he's got 36 strikeouts and in 32 innings. It was kind of a rough start, so people that did uh, you know draft him, 
you know, fell off on him really early because his first couple starts were a mess. And yeah. I think a lot of people have benefited because they scooped him up and he's had some pretty good starts lately. So uh, this is a guy who's on the rise here. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. Besides his first start, Adbert Azale has had at least six strikeouts in every start. He had four in his first start on April 6th. Ever since then, he gives you at least six Ks. So that's reliability. And I like that. All right, we're talking two-star pitchers here. We're getting down to some of the more less enjoyable options, the less reputable ones on the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's our Sunday Night Fab Show. JT Brubaker's got, again, he's going to fucking Bush. This is hilarious. I'm not trying to just hit the Bush button. We're talking Bush. Bush JT Brubaker, the Pittsburgh Pirates, at Bush, at Atlanta. I like Brubaker a lot. But this is a challenge. This guy has pitched really well against really good teams, though. So he he uh, he faced St. Louis back in late May, gave up three earned runs, seven hits, did strike out seven, uh, mm-hmm. did get tagged with the loss there. But, he, you know, he pitched into the fifth. He, he did OK. Went against Cincinnati right after Cincinnati he had just like murdered the ball and put up like 14 runs, I think, a day or two days before. Goes six again, uh, only struck out four, but only one earned run, uh, you know, went up against the Padres again, struck out seven and a no decision. And that was kind of in between those other two starts. He's gone against some pretty good teams and he's been successful. I sat him in that Cincinnati matchup. I sat him in the Padres matchup and I could have played him in both those matchups because he's been really, really good. And again, yeah, these are going to be tough matchups, but somehow this guy still seems to like get it done, which has been really impressive. Awesome. That's exciting. You just got me fired up, man. JT Brubaker. <laughs> I want some more shares. We need more shares of JT Brubaker. If you don't have him on any of your rosters, you're missing out on a 2.58 ERA, a 1.12 whip. He has been kind of a breakout. I, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to say that. I'm not kidding. Look at this. All of his starts. All of his starts. He hasn't given up more than three earned runs. And that only happened once. Yeah, well, it's like guy, if, he, if he's in the American League, all those are quality starts because he's probably pitching into the sixth. Right. So this guy is just always you're always starting him until proven otherwise. I don't care if the matchup is at Bush and Atlanta. Get JT Brubaker in your life. End of story. He does, he is not going to blow you away with his fastball. His fastball sits at 93, which is you know right around league average. But he has got a really really nice slider that he throws 34 percent of the time, and he'll mix in a changeup and a curveball occasionally too. So he's got his secondary stuff is where he's fooling people. All right, a couple of the uh, end of the road options. We'll move on here. Uh, Luis Castillo. Are we starting Luis Castillo after what we've seen? He's got San Francisco and Milwaukee at home this week. What do you do with this guy? I like gotta bench has, him till he has no notice. he has no value to be traded. You can't That's not drop. True. He was traded in my home league over the weekend, by the way. Ooh, what did? What but did this it was for nothing. Of? He made, the guy who traded him made a mistake. He traded Luis Castillo for a bunch of middle round draft picks in our keeper league. Like the he gave up. He sold at the lowest point possible, and he got nothing in return. No, it doesn't make sense. You, you, when a guy has been this bad for a guy who's got a has been a really really good pitcher over the last few years a really great track record there's yeah. nothing you can do with him you're either benching him or you're just completely dropping him which you're not going to do but you, like, you can't trade him you can't trade him you can't trade him for nothing you got to wait for him to get a couple good starts in a row and then maybe you know you let him let him go but you don't you don't trade a guy who was you know a, a tier 2 starting pitcher who was picked in the top probably 50 60 picks 
You don't trade him for a bunch of garbage. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan says it best. He stinks. Thank you, Ryan. That's, oh, he uh, stinks. He's not good. Yeah. Eight he, earned uh, runs the other day. He's done that twice. Is, <laughs> done that twice. Runs. Eight. It wasn't Coors, but still, he's done it even not at Coors, like you said. So. Oh, that was at Coors. Yeah, but I'm saying he's okay. He's done it at Coors, but he'll also do it in other places. It doesn't matter where he's pitching. He's a mess right now. What a mess! And this is the audio version of what it's like to be Luis Castillo on the mound. There you go. That's Luis Castillo pitching. Good times. Uh, all right. So never sell to lowest point possible. I wish I could tell that guy in my home league, like, what are you doing? You got to wait it out. It's like when you have an asset or an investment whether it's stocks or crypto, whatever it is. <laughs> if it's tanking, you can't sell. You're just stuck with it. You, you have to wait. wait till it bounces back. It's rule. It's one-on-one. Investing one-on-one. doesn't matter what it is. Fancy uh, base, it's fantasy baseball one-on-one. It is. Absolutely. What about Casey Mize, our hometown boy? He's at Seattle and at Kansas City. I kind of like these matchups this week. You know, he's looked pretty decent his last few matchups here. Yeah. Um, Seattle? At Seattle? Okay. Oh, yeah, we're gonna Seattle, get, Kansas right, City. We're going to get some late-night Tiger baseball this week. That's fun. High from Safeco or whatever the fuck it's called now. It's definitely not called Safeco. Uh, yeah. Um, it's called T-Butthole Park, I think. So. I feel like the Tigers are just playing the Royals every series here. This is going yeah, <laughs> this, this to be Mize's third start against the Royals this year. Wow. And it's the middle of May. That is a and weird scheduling quirk. Let's see. He got he got tagged the first time around against them six six earned. But Mize's last couple starts was has been pretty good. You know, two earned against the the Royals last week, four strikeouts against Boston, only three strikeouts yeah. uh, with four At walks. Boston. But he got no, he got no decision, only one earned run. He's not striking guys out as much as I'd like to see, but at least like he's not getting like he hasn't given up a home run in the last three games, which has been really key. And he's not given up a ton of hits. So three hits, three hits, four hits. That's really good over the last three starts against you know the White Sox. The Red Sox, and then of course the Royals, who have been slumping. But against Boston, Chicago, that those are two encouraging starts. I think this Jasper, might be a, yeah. this might be a play. Absolutely, I say start mines this week, guys. Seattle and Royals on the road, two pitchers parks. Take a chance on the youngster; he could boost you up a couple points in the standings. Jasper says, "I have Luis Castillo in both of my keeper leagues. Going to hold on to him and ride it out. Yes, it's the only thing that you can really do right now." Besides also benching him, you can't take the risk with Castillo. So there you go. Those are the two start options this week. There's some other ones, but, you know, I don't think they're worth mentioning. If you guys have <laughs> questions about them, feel free to toss them into the comment section anytime, any place. And as Alex states here, here's some good news. Cattell Marte finally starts his rehab assignment tomorrow. Yay! That's exciting news. Thank you, Alex. We're all thrilled for that. He should be back this week. Um, J.D. Davis starting a rehab assignment for the finger issue. He should be back this week. So these are people you want to start targeting and get back on your roster. Players that returned as well. Uh, Omar Narvaez, catcher of the Brewers, he's back. He came back on Friday. Nico Horner came back. So if you haven't picked up Nico Horner, I would definitely pick him up. I still like his bat a lot. Uh, Marco Gonzalez will be back tomorrow. He'll be making yeah. a start against the Tigers in that game against Mize, actually. So that'd be, nice, that'd be a nice scoop up. I think he pitches well tomorrow against the Tigers. Well, I'm going to be really interested to see how Marco Gonzalez pitches because it was a forearm strain issue, as far as I know, which is cause for concern. But if he's good and the velocity's there, then we could move on from that concern 
and pick his ass up. At least I would. But I need to see the velocity. He doesn't throw hard anyways. We know who what he does. He's got that cutter, which he really started using so well. He jams in on hitters so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm a little curious there. Ryan says Framber as well. Framber! Framber Valdez! Yeah, what's the word on him? Is he starting to uh, throw throw some down at the site? What's the deal with Framber Valdez? What's the deal, Framber? Framber's on his way back, yeah. Framber is going to throw three innings in a rehab start for AAA Sugarland. How about that? Isn't that fun? Remember when they said he'd be out for the year? That's good to hear. Yeah, he's done. He broke his finger. He's out for the year. It's May 16th, and he's rehab starting. In fact, he did the rehab start uh, on Friday, so... We may see him before we may see him before June. Yeah, it looks like he's on track to be here for at least half of a season. And if he's the guy that people think that he was supposed to be, that's good news. So if you drafted for Amber, took a chance late, held on to him on your roster, now's the time to start getting ready to pop him into your lineups. It was worth it. Brian K, what up? Brian K. Rodman. Any chance Cattell comes back midweek? Sucks when that happens uh. after Monday lineups lock. Yeah, that does suck, Brian. I completely agree with you. You have to take a look at how long he's been out, which has been like a month. And how many games would it take? Three games? What do you think, Deary? Three? I mean, look at Voight missed the whole beginning of the season. I think Voight played in four or five games before he came back. He basically played down to AAA for that whole week mm-hmm. before he came back the following Monday. And that took him a few days to really get going in, in New York where he started getting some hits. Yeah, and also, you're never time. guaranteed. Like, let's say, uh, let's say Marte comes back Tuesday, but he may not play in every game. Um, I, I want to say the Diamondbacks have six games this week, but maybe he comes back Tuesday, plays Tuesday, Wednesday, and then maybe sits either a Thursday or Friday. So it's not guaranteed that he would play all, all games throughout the week as they ease him back into the lineup. Arizona's got seven this week, a full schedule, which you know how I knew that? I went to runafanatic.com and I looked up the schedule factors by Crosby Spencer, which he does every week just for you. If I were you, I would not start Cattell Marte this week in a weekly lineup lock. I would just see when he comes back and be happy that he's back and then pop him back in. You know, these are the breaks. You got you don't want to have a zero or wasted stat line yeah. in your roto leagues. Yeah. Uh, in terms of bad news, uh, Hunter Dozier went on the IL after I thought maybe he would start turning it around. Concussion, um, right? Yeah. Max. Wait, wait, okay. Max Stasi, speaking of concussions, will be back, hopefully, but there's no official timetable in the return. So you could start targeting Stasi. You could also start targeting Francisco Mejia, who was officially back from He's the back. IL. Yep. Yep. And so you want to have a catcher who can hit for batting average, which he has done. He's hit for batting average. That's good news. I know Zanino's there, but when he was healthy, Mejia was playing just as much as Zanino. So don't forget about Mejia. Brian says it's Josh Fuentes time. Oh, yes, my. it is. That's who I wanted to bring up when we we're going to talk about fab bids this week is Josh Fuentes. I mean, he had a he had a nice weekend, you know. I yeah, mean, exactly. Cool. That's that's what you're looking for, guys that are hot. And when I'm talking fab bids out there, especially looking into my TGFBI league, it's thin this week. There's not many guys out there that I'm really that excited to go for. I think I only have two bids in right now. Really? Two bids? Yeah. That's boring. There's just not many guys I'm, I'm excited about. I made a lot of bids last week, picked, scooped up five guys last week. So, look, Josh oh. Fuentes had a fucking hell of a week. 11 for 26, 13 RBIs, 423. That's fun. That's real fun. Too bad I didn't have him last week. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll scoop him up with a fab bid this week, and he will do nothing. 
By the way, it's so great to see Brady Singer come back from that bozo start against the Tigers and go six and a third today with seven strikeouts. Gave up a few hits, but he kept the runs down. Thank you, Brady. You know, this guy keeps getting, like, unlucky in so many of his starts. Like, he'll go three, four innings, look really, really good, and then it'll be, like, a couple Texas leaguers to right, and then, like, a pass ball, and then, you know, just, like, he just kind of gets unlucky, and then he'll he'll pile on with that with, like, a walk, and then he'll, like, maybe give up a home run. It's always, like, one to two yeah. innings where, like, everything just falls apart. But he's got unbelievable stuff. Like, I still love him going forward. So, <laughs> is there a more annoying reliever to own than Rafael Montero? Like I don't, he has these I don't know. What's he What's he doing? I have no idea what he's doing. He constantly has these blow-ups, but then he gets these wins and saves. People <laughs> think it's Graveman's job for good, but then he got a save the other day. It's so weird. And then today he blows up. Montero has been a, just a one of the most nightmarish, annoying, absolutely annoying players to own this year. Ah! It's like, ah! ah! It's been awful. It's been terrible. 5.40 ERA, five saves. Yeah, but it's these, and he gets these wins and saves peppered in, but he's constantly blowing up your ratios. It's that a, is, it's yeah. a disaster. It's yeah, a total three, debacle. He's got three wins. Yeah, Mariner, Mariner's got to sure up that back end of the bullpen and really figure out what they're doing, especially if they're going to try to, you know, compete here. They're twenty and twenty. Obviously, uh, Kelnick is up now, and uh, you know, Logan Kelnick, Gilbert. Home run. Yeah, Logan Gilbert's pitching against the Tigers too. That's gonna be fun. Oh, he's gonna dominate them. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a much better start than his first outing. Don't yeah. worry about Gilbert. Yeah. It, it's stuff, his stuff looked good, man. He's he, he's got a really really nice fastball, keeps it low part of the plate. But you know he left a couple up and uh, you know gave up a home run. But uh, I, yeah. this guy's got stuff. Like I would not freak out. Yeah, over, his location wasn't good start. on that start with the fastball up a lot. But you know that's easily yeah. corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would think. So JD Davis coming back, like I said, people that are going Ty France, bye bye. That explains maybe why he was struggling so much, a wrist yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how long he's out for. He got hit by a pitch, and he started to suck, and then finally they said, hey, let's hit the IL. But Brendan Rodgers of the Rockies is getting close to coming back. He's been tr- rehabbing. I almost said tree-habbing, triple-A. Tree-habbing at ripple-A. <laughs> ripple-A. So he's close to returning. Brendan Rodgers, I believe, is a guy that they will play because they suck, and they have nothing to lose. So I'm absolutely, if you didn't do it last week, I think a lot of people were already <laughs> bidding on Brendan Rodgers. Uh-huh. He might not even be available in a lot of leagues, but if he is, Get your ass to Mars. He has redraft league value. I'm not talking just dynasty here or keeper league. We're talking about a guy that can help you this season. Where are they going to play him? Well, I think uh, second base. And And move McMahon over to first. Then you don't have to play Connor Joe anymore. (laughs) You know, they... (laughs) Connor Joe. on the team? I haven't checked in recently. (laughs) Connor Joe. That's a good question. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Rodgers will be an odd man out, but I feel like somebody else is going to hit the bricks, as they say, and Rodgers will be given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But that's also a mess, a lot of players. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should be cautious in terms of your Rodgers mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Uh, Alex is more concerned about the six-man rotation and the type of leash or innings limit he will have, which is related to Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert? Is, yeah. yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. That makes that makes total sense. It, see, Alex, that's called being reasonable, using the... The old grape. Well done. Uh, all right, we got a couple more minutes left here on the Palazzo Fabulous Sunday Show. We do it every Sunday evening, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Utah, give me two. Give me two. And two L's and two Z's. I'm also I'm also getting a little nervous about Brandon Nimmo. Oh! Why? Yeah, so Brand, well, Brandon Nimmo is supposed to come back, finger issue, but now they're shutting him down again. He has continued discomfort in his finger here, so it, it may be another week. Boy. 
Nemo has always been a fragile dude. I love Nemo, yeah. but when he had that neck thing a couple years ago, it took forever. There were so many delays and restarts in terms of mm-hmm. his rehabbing before he finally came back. So I don't think this guy heals very well. I know maybe that's <laughs> not a, a bit of a stretch. He's not a good healer. No, I don't think he is. If that's a power, that's a skill. It's not one of his attributes. So that's... Get on, you got to get on those roids, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. You got to get on the pool holes roids, but hide them so you never get busted. <gasps> wow. Hot take. I know. Controversial. So, yeah. Uh, oh, Carson Kelly. This is a good one. I want to mention this. Carson Kelly broke his toe. So he's out. Uh. He's on the IL. Bad news for him. He was great. He was playing very well. But this is great news for Dalton Varsho owners. Or if you don't have him, get your ass to Mars and bid on Dalton <laughs> Varsho. Because even if he doesn't play catcher as the replacement for Kelly... He's already been playing center field a lot. He played, I think he started four or five games this week, even with Kelly in the lineup before he broke his toe. So they got Asdrubal Cabrera out. They got a bunch of other yeah, players out. Christian Walker's on the IL. Yep. I know he doesn't play those positions, but it just means there's he's not going anywhere because they haven't sent him down and he's been playing a lot. So Varsha's got that catcher eligibility. Who gives a shit where he's actually playing? He's got catcher, catcher like he's got that. catcher outfield eligibility, which like you just do not see. No, does not exist. Like you, you'll get catcher first base eligibility, but catcher yeah. outfield is just one in a million there. Yeah, I'm all for this, guys. Varsho, make the bid. He'll probably be even more expensive if he's still around this week because I think people will be catching on. I bid on him two weeks ago and last week. If you could try to get ahead of it, you have a better chance of securing it. And it's hard to predict these. Like right now, as we're sitting here, it's hard for me to tell you, hey, pick up this guy because in two weeks he might be useful. I'm not saying that we can mm-hmm. predict all of the pickups, but we do have timetables on injury returns. Brendan Rodgers is a good example of that. So make sure you're keeping an eye on that. Ryan says, Conforto, Michael Conforto of the New York Mets, also left today's game. Same with Jeff Bigdeal. Oh, wonderful. And the Mets are oh, beat geez. up. Isn't, yeah, it's a, it's a real mess. And Kenta Maeda has got a groin issue. And he sucked again today, so there's more disappointment on that front. The Twins are a fucking joke right now, as you mentioned on Twitter, Deary. They're just a disaster. They're the worst record in the majors. I, th- I, th- I, I think they're worse than the Rockies now. Yeah, I I, I I didn't pick them to make the playoffs this year. I, I, I said that they would finish just, just behind the White Sox, but they've been an absolute mess. They're doing what happened with Molitor, where they had like a really good year, then a totally yeah. shit year, and then they and bounced then, back the next year. Yeah, and then Molitor got fired. Right, that's why I thought they fired Molitor. Hey, Baldelli's not going to let that happen. That's exactly what is happening right now. Unbelievable. Uh, So there's a lot of injuries here. We all know the truth. Hang in there. Hold tight. Don't give up. Make sure you stay tuned to the latest information from the Plaza Podcast. We're always there trying to keep you up to date, tweeting stuff. We welcome your DMs. We've had a lot of DMs from random people, whether it's to me personally or to the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Oh, Brian says that Kepler dinged up after a hot week. Max Kepler. That's sad. I never liked Max Kepler. I feel like he's all home runs and nothing else. So I never. Yeah. Home runs, very little speed, 225 average. Yeah, if he could steal 15 bases, it would really add a tremendous value to his portfolio, mm-hmm. if you ask me. His fantasy portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So any other bids is up. Injuries, I want to mention, too. Roddy Telez hurt his hamstring today. He's probably going to go on the IL. You so know, that's everybody news. quit fantasy baseball. Everyone's injured. <laughs> this is dumb. Change all your uh, rules. You, you win if you have the most injured players. Yeah, but the good news is guys like Jock Peterson came back from the IL, and yeah. he's been killing it. He's hit 500 over his last couple of games, like 10 for 20. Yeah, he goes on and, these streaks. He's always done this over his career, like where he just goes on these crazy runs. Yeah, and... 
Ian Happ came back this weekend, and he had a great game today against the Tigers. He crushed the ball. So as long as Ian Happ is healthy, when he got into that collision the previous weekend, he was hitting the ball well. He started to play pretty well, yeah. I love Ian Happ's bat, and I think he's a value play. If if for some reason he's available, somebody got annoyed and gave up on him, depending (laughs) on your league size, 12 teams and up, definitely he should be on a roster. 12 teams and up for sure. Uh, Brian says, one last one. Hosmer might jump off the COVID IOL. uh, Might jump off the COVID IL this week, but that damn lineup lock. Yeah, I hear you. Hosmer's had a really nice batting average. Not a lot of power this this year. Mm -hmm. Not as much as we were hoping for. Uh, I think think he'll be back. If you get the news that, hey, if he's coming back Tuesday, I'll still play a guy that might not play on Monday, but he'll play Tuesday for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, If he's that valuable. Like in Acuna, Acuna this weekend, I kept him in the lineup because I was like, yeah. I hope this guy plays. He didn't play. That was kind of a, you know, it's a risk I took because the guy's so damn good. But all right, cool. Uh, Ryan says, <laughs> can you talk? Can you talk about Michael Fulmer as a late inning guy for the Tigers? Oh, yeah. this is yeah, this is really interesting. He may actually be their best asset out of the bullpen, and I mean, he came in, and he, he he got them out of a jam the other day. They had a a four-run lead in the ninth, and they gave up three runs, and then he, he came in and he shut it down. He's looked really good. And what's been really impressive to see is his fastball is two miles per hour up than it had been in the past. So I think that arm is now fully healthy. They've really babied him as he as he's come back. Uh, he's kind of been mm-hmm. an opener. We'll go like three, four innings where he comes in when you know inevitably Tarek Skubal gets bombed and they got to bring him in for the third through the sixth inning. But – I think they need to start looking at him as a late inning option and maybe shutting the door in the ninth because there's not many other great options. Soto's kind of wild all the time. Brian Garcia, Brian Garcia's not going to strike people out. Fulmer's had a career best right now with his with his strikeouts, so it's it's looked really impressive. And I think he he is he is not a chance to be you know kind of a a, a streamer that you can scoop up, but you got to really hope that he ends up with the, with that job. He's had two saves and two wins over the past ten days. That's promising, and Soto can never stay stable enough on the back end of that pen, so mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think Fulmer could end up being the guy. They, sometimes you just figure out what's best for your career, and you sometimes you luck into it as well, whether it's a bunch of circumstances that lead to it, whether they were your own creation or somebody else's, or just how the season unfolded. You know, I think, I think how, much would, how much is he worth? Because the people, he wants, Ryan wants to know, what can we expect for him to go for tonight? I think people will pay... Solid money. I think people are aware of this because I played against him this weekend in my home league and mm-hmm. he screwed me. So, you know, I, I wonder if he fits a role of maybe being a guy similar to what relief pitchers used to be back in like the 70s and early 80s, where maybe he comes in in the seventh inning and shuts the door of seventh, eighth and ninth innings. Like that would be Ooh. really, really nice because, I mean, this guy's a former starter. Uh, I, I don't see him pitching, you know, 200 innings again in the league, but he can certainly pitch 100 innings. Okay, well, what do you think the bid's going to be for him him this week? I mean, this is why it's hard to do this because it could be all over the map. Yeah. What type of league you're in? It, some people are crazy and they spend tons of money all at once. But I expect, I expect some big bids for him. I really do. I expect sixty dollars could happen. I expect I any, like, anywhere from twenty to sixty. I could. Yeah, yeah. I would probably bid on the lower end of that most likely because it also is the Tigers, and even if he ends up with that late inning job, is he going to get any saves? Because the Tigers. Or maybe winning one to two games a week. <laughs> yeah, but they get though. You look at these schedules, like the Mariners and the Royals, they can win some of those games. So they 
They're going to happen. The Tigers will mm-hmm. win games on occasion. And you take a look at a schedule and it benefits you, then you should make the move. I, this is actually more intriguing to me. I, I didn't know if I wanted to give up on Soto just yet. I still like Soto. I really do. So I don't want to jump on a bandwagon mm-hmm. here unnecessarily and unfairly. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... If he can give you wins like that, in addition to occasional save, that's a nice guy to have. As long as his ratios stay cool. But he's not a dominant strikeout guy regardless. Even if he is going into shorter spurts. He's not gonna be yeah. he's not gonna be like a Josh Hader or some you know super elite K guys like Nick Anderson that strike out with 14 K per nine. Yeah, that's what makes it a little scary. Is you're just hoping he's a guy who can keep it out of the park, keep it on the ground, grab a strikeout here and there. He's not gonna walk a lot of guys. He hasn't been doing that this year. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, with the option of him maybe being in the middle of games in the in the middle innings, that's when he can scoop up a lot of wins. So he could be a guy who ends up winning seven, eight games by the end of the year. And if he ends up, you know, scooping up maybe 10, 12 saves, that's pretty solid. That's a great point. That's a perfect point to end the show on. That is time for us to say so long, farewell, afidas, and goodbye. Goodbye! All right. We'll be back on Wednesday. We got Alex Fast coming up on Wednesday, guys. That's going to be a good-ass time. Ryan, thank you for your contributions and for participating in the show. We hoped we gave you guys a couple of good ideas. I mean, you never know these days. Baseball is a mess right now, but don't give up. Nobody give up on their season. Everybody stay true to yourselves. Don't forget to follow us. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Make sure you follow C. Deary, 1999. Deary is in dearly beloved. MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. Last thought here, Jasper says, good long relievers. The Yahoo League I'm in gives three points per inning. Great. Okay, Michael there it Fulmer is. Would, mm-hmm. Michael Fulmer gives you two. If There's a lot of guys like Fulmer and Patino and shit. Ryan Weathers of the Padres is not necessarily mm-hmm. like giving you starting innings, but he's giving you a little bit more innings. So think about guys like that. They're out there and they're of use. They really are. They're guys who could pitch twice a week and rack up eight, nine innings through yeah. you know, two starts. That's a good point. Make sure you go to rotofanatic.com. All those articles are there to help you. Schedule factors, closing remarks, and firm report. It's going to help you as you go into the next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. See you on the flip side. Go Tigers. Not long ago in 2019, Max Scherzer had a 245 fifth and a K9 of 12.6. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun. Quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> 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 <laughs>